0: Welcome to The Uncensored Woman. I am your host, Heather Christine. What is up, beautiful people? And welcome back to The Uncensored Woman. I am your host, Heather Christine. I hope you guys are having a fabulous week so far. I know my week has been so joyful Yesterday, my baby sister delivered my twin nieces, Autumn and Emma, and they are beautiful and they are stunning. They are perfect. And it is my first time becoming an aunt and I am so in love. So, how can you start a week out better than new babies? Okay, for me, it doesn't get any better and it doesn't get any more beautiful than that. But regardless, whatever you all have done this week, I hope that it has been amazing. Now today's topic of discussion is going to be living with anxiety because I have been plagued with anxiety my, almost my entire life and it's nothing to play with. And I don't think enough people talk about mental health. And I knew starting this show, this is definitely something that I wanted to talk about. Also, I wanted to thank you guys because last week, for the episode, my numbers doubled. And that means so much to me. I am so grateful for every single one of you that listen in every single week. And I genuinely love what I do. Like this is such a passion of mine. And I wanted to do it for so long, but I let fear paralyze me and put it off. And Now that I'm finally doing it, it is so good to see that so many people are understanding it and loving it and listening to it. That means the absolute world to me. So yes, thank you all out there. Finally, you know the drill, please subscribe and share this podcast to your friends. Also review Reviewing on iTunes does so much more for a podcast than you think. It bumps my show up and it allows people that haven't seen me or haven't heard of me, it allows me to be seen by more people. So it allows those people to, you know, be able to look into my show and listen to my episodes. And you know what? Reviewing is completely free. Also, any tips ideas, suggestions, or you just want to talk to me, anything like that, you can always reach me at my email, theuncensoredwoman at gmail.com. That is one word, all lowercase, and it will be in the show notes if you need it. Now, you guys, we are going to go ahead and hop on over to my book of the week and my music of the week. And then we'll hop into the main segment. Alright, I hope you guys enjoy. Alright y'all, I'm still trying to come up with a little jingle for the book and songs of the week. But I have not figured out one that I really like yet. So, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. My book of the week is Becoming by Michelle Obama. I have been recommended this book so long, but everyone was like, Heather, if you are going to read the book, don't actually read it, download Audible and listen to it being read by Michelle on Audible because I mean, she is the queen of all queens. We want to hear her tell her story and I was kind of hesitant at first just because I love the whole process of reading like I love flipping through books and seeing the words and I don't know it just takes me to a different place but I was like you know what okay I'm gonna download audible and I am going to download becoming and I did and I'm not gonna lie to you guys I'm still in the middle of the book because when you download it on audible it is a long book. It is 18 hours long. I think I'm on chapter six, and I am in the middle right now of her childhood and her growing up in Chicago, and I think her trip overseas is where I'm currently at. I don't know if it's chapter five or chapter six, but it is such a good read or in this case a good listen. I was sucked right in and you know, curiosity gets to us too when we hear Michelle Obama. I mean, we want to know all about her. At least I do. I loved the Obamas and I absolutely adore Michelle. Not only is she a beautiful person on the outside, but she is absolutely stunning on the inside and you know, I'm not finished with the book, but I would highly recommend it. And yes, also, I am not mad at myself for downloading Audible and listening to it through Audible. It's a good place to listen to that book, so I would highly suggest that too. But of course, when I finish the book, which will hopefully be next week's episode, I will let you all know my final thoughts and whether I recommend it or not. Once again, the book is Becoming by Michelle Obama. Great, great, great read so far. My songs of the week are both off of the the Ariana Grande new uh her new album I love Ariana Grande actually you know when she first came out uh, for real as an older woman that I mean I'm not that old I'm only 30 but I grew up like idolizing Mariah Carey and so I'm gonna let you guys know something real I was like oh she's just a wannabe Mariah Carey she's a little kid but Her music has really grown on me. And so both of my songs are off of her new album. The first song is Break Up With Your Girlfriend. I'm bored. (laughs) I absolutely love this song. It's so much fun. It's so fun to blast in the car and sing along to. And actually, I feel like all of her songs, you can find a good Instagram caption off of all of them too. But yeah, it's a fun little song to listen to. And then the next one is ghosting. Now, many people get different vibes off of music. So I can only tell you my specific vibe off of that song. Um, I feel like she's talking about like being vulnerable in a new relationship and letting your new man know all of your feelings about your last relationship and that new partner being completely understanding that you're having a hard time letting go of the past and they're loving you through it. And it's just a beautiful song. Once again, that's Ghostin. I highly recommend it. And I highly recommend the whole album. The whole album is amazing. And um, I totally relate to Ariana. in the fact that you know, she was with Mac Miller for so long until she gave up and God rest his soul rest in peace Mac Miller. Um, but I have spent so many years in love with an addict and no, he has not passed away. Thank Jesus. But it is, you know, even though I'm also an addict. It is so hard and scary loving an addict. And I couldn't imagine actually losing him to addiction. Um, so I, I pray for all of them. You know, I think a lot of people get it messed up. These are still real people, even though they are famous. And we should still send out our condolences and prayers. And I see so many people getting on Ariana's Instagram, especially when it first happened, and bashing her and blaming her for Mac Miller's death. And it's like, she probably did what all she could do within that relationship, you guys. And sometimes, even though you really don't want to, you absolutely have to walk away and let the addict their cells handle, whether they want to get help or not, because you cannot save anybody, you just cannot. So yeah, that's my little rant on into famous people and addiction again. And (laughs) so sorry about that. But yeah, guys, we're gonna hop into the main segment, which is living with anxiety. Now, I started suffering with panic attacks when I was seven years old, and I'll never forget my first panic attack because when I was a little girl, we lived in this neighborhood where... um Within the neighborhood, there was a convenience store, and so we would always ride our bikes or walk up there to get candy or whatever. And for a while, my mom actually worked up there, and I remember uh, it was a hot summer day, and I had rode up to the store to get a, a candy bar with some of my friends, and. Uh, it, it had to have been like a 90 degree day easily so i rode up to the store i got a candy bar and i was riding back and i was halfway home which it really wasn't that long of a bike ride or a walk and um because you know back in the day like you could just go out and play until the street lights came on like this was not uncommon at all and in our case it was when my stepdad whistled when we came home everybody in the neighborhood knew my stepdad's whistle but I'm halfway home and at seven years old I start feeling real dizzy and panicky and I'm like The week before someone had explained a heat stroke on TV, and I don't know, it stuck with me. So I'm starting to get real dizzy and panicky on my bike. And so I start pedaling my little heart out to get back to my home to tell my mother. And I run inside and I'm like, mom, mommy, I'm gonna die. I don't feel right. Something's wrong with me. And at first, you know, I never had a panic attack. She's taking it seriously. She's like, let's get you some water. Let's cool you down. And then she starts because my mom also suffers with panic attacks. And no, she does not mind me putting this out there. She starts, I guess, understanding that there is nothing health wise wrong with me. Like physically, I am having a full blown panic attack. And of course, still to this day when I'm having major panic attacks. Sometimes I still don't know how to tell the difference between if I'm actually within a major health issue or if I am having a panic attack. But she started calming me down and Because, I mean, at seven, you guys, I was like, Mom, am I having a heart attack? Am I having a heat stroke? I heard something about a heat stroke on the news, and she was like, Baby, just calm down. Just calm down. And that started a whirlwind of events in my life. Um, Anxiety and panic attacks has compromised so much within my life. It's taken away relationships, it's taken away friendships, it's compromised job opportunities for me, so on and so forth. Like it, it just, it has taken a lot from me. And I could almost cry talking about it because it is very, very hard to live with. So I just kind of want to explain the differences from things I suffer with. Um, now I, I suffer with regular anxiety, I suffer with panic attacks, and I also suffer with social anxiety. Now the definition of anxiety is a feeling or, of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an insert with an uncertain outcome. So some people just have anxiety when it comes to certain things and they feel like really, really anxious. There is a difference between anxiety and panic attacks. Now, panic attacks is a sudden feeling of acute and disabling anxiety. And that is really that feeling where your adrenaline pumps in, your brain goes crazy, your heart starts pumping, and you just freak yourself out out. And then social anxiety is intense fear or anxiety of being judged negative, negatively evaluated or rejected in a social or performance situation. I don't know, I think it was uh, episode two, my journey with addiction, where I explained that, even though I had panic attacks, as a younger child, I did not start suffering with social anxiety to the severity that I suffer with it until after my dad had passed away. So while I was little, I was not suffering with social anxiety. So we're going to get into that part in just a little bit. But right now, I'm going to keep up with the anxiety and the panic attacks. So from that time on, When I was seven, it just continued. And I just really felt there was something wrong with me after that. Like uh, I became like the biggest hypochondriac. I remember one time um, when I was nine, I had choked just a little bit on a piece of ramen noodles. And for six months, I almost completely starved myself because I was afraid I was gonna choke on everything. It made me crazy. And then at 11, I remember my old best friend, I had planned for a month to go to the lake with her and her family like we always did. And at the last minute, I bailed. I did not want to go. I did not want to be away from my mom. Um, I was terrified uh, because of my anxiety. Like I said, anxiety has taken away more than you can possibly imagine. And then I guess when I had panic attacks, the person that I always wanted was my mom, even now. I mean, I do, I deal with it better now. I have a lot of great coping mechanisms now, but back then, even in my early 20s, and I would call my mom at 2 3 in the morning, even when I was married, convinced that I was dying of a heart attack, um... And you know, so I would go to my dad's and panic over there. And at first, like I would always ask like, Daddy, I want to go home to mom. I want to go home to mom. And then I remember um, he held me in his lap one day. And he put my hand on his chest. And he said, baby girl, you feel my heart? It's beating normally. And then he put his hand on my chest after I put my hand on his, and he said, your heart is beating normally, breathing your nose and out your mouth. You are okay. Nothing is wrong with you. And sorry, I'm kind of getting choked up because as some of you know, my dad passed away my senior year. Um, but he really... Took time out. You know, most men sometimes they just brush it off and they don't want to understand. My dad took time out to really help me. I'm sorry I took a drink. My mouth is really, really dry. Um but, you know, so I'm I'm going through all of this and then I have like these years during my teenage years from it was about thirteen to about 16, that I did not suffer at all with anxiety. Okay, was good. Everything was all good. But in the summer of 2004, no, 2005, I'm sorry, it was the summer of 2005. I was in my parents kitchen. And all of a sudden, my heart started beating fast. I got dizzy. And nobody was home. And I was convinced I was going to pass out. So I called 911. And they came and took my vitals and my vitals were normal, because by the time they got there, everything had kind of slowed down. And you know, um, they reassured me that it was just a panic attack that I was okay. And you know, that every basically everything was going to be fine. I didn't end up going to the hospital. So, when I went into my senior year, I went in with these debilitating panic attacks. So, I would go to class and I would start hyperventilating and so I would have to get a bathroom pass, go to the bathroom, stare at myself, put cold water on my wrist and just breathe in my nose and out my mouth for a few minutes until it calmed down because I was so embarrassed. I did not want to freak out in class. And then I would resume back to class. After a few months of this within my senior year, it started getting better. Then bam, the day after my senior prom, my dad had a massive heart attack, and he just instantly died. He didn't even make it to the hospital. He didn't even make it until EMS got there. He just dropped dead. And so for somebody that already has so much pre existing anxiety and panic attacks, and is a slight hypochondriac, this brings my anxiety to a new level, right? Because first of all, anytime you're stressed, it's going to heighten those things anyways. And then to our knowledge there, my dad was pretty healthy. Um, you know, in his, the earlier time of my childhood, he did struggle with alcoholism and he did smoke and he had high blood pressure, but he took medication for that. And, you know, towards the end of his life, he was living pretty healthy. So for him to just drop death like that, it just put me in a shock that I couldn't come out of. Um But after he died, I ended up pregnant pretty quickly. And then I, you know, so that took my mind off of everything. But then after I had my son and I had first gotten married, I told my husband at the time, I said something it's not right with me. I want to go get checked out. I wanna just make sure everything's okay with my heart because I was waking up in the middle of the night and waking him up all the time, just having, you know, terrible, terrible panic attacks. And not to mention like right after I had my son, I had had two seizures within a month and I never had seizures in my entire life. And then I found out I was on epilepsy I was on epilepsy. <laughs> I found out I had epilepsy and, um, they had put me on medication after my second seizure and that was controlling that. But, you know, I was super paranoid. So I went to the doctor as a, um, 19 year old and I did the, um, EKGs and the, um, stress test things and the halter monitor that you take home and wear overnight. Like I was so convinced that I had some type of heart condition and was dying. But as it turns out, I had a really healthy heart and it was all anxiety. So, after that, I start, you know, figuring out ways to deal with my anxiety, and then again, I go another few years without anxiety. And then, something had happened with my uncle, my mom's brother, um, that almost took his life, and I remember going to see him at the hospital, and um, he was in a coma, and it just i it just the whole thought of everything just terrified me, and I woke up the next day, and this is the time frame when I had the worst anxiety of my life because i it just completely debilitated me. um I felt so sorry for my husband at the time for these six months because I didn't want to leave the house every day, every morning. I mean, and I had two kids, I had to call my mom to keep from calling the ambulance. I did not want to get my car and drive. I did not want to go in anyway, anywhere for fear of having a heart attack. And if you're having a heart attack or stroke, the last thing you're worried about is being embarrassed or who sees you. But you know, my social anxiety ties into that too. So like, literally, like I was just stuck in the house not wanting to do anything, not eating. Like I said, it debilitated me to the fullest and I lost so much weight. And my husband was finally like, Heather, I love you, but you need to go to the doctor because this is not right. You're losing too much weight and you are just not living any type of life and you're, you know, it's sad, and I can't, I can't watch this, and so I went to the doctor, and they wanted to put me on something, but as I have said in a previous episode, and for my new listeners, at this time, I did not like taking medication. I did not like feeling out of my element, so I asked for natural ways of, you know, trying to calm down my panic attacks instead of depend being dependent on medication. So they gave me a couple of tips. And then I remember going home and I just researched anxiety like crazy. And I read this one article in particular, and it helped me so much. In fact, knock on wood, but I have not had such debilitating panic attacks since that period of my life. Do I still suffer with them from time to time? Yes, but they don't completely debilitate me and thank God for that because I am a single mother to four children. And so I read when you're having an anxiety attack, it's like those um, emotions that you have when you you get on a roller coaster, okay, and when you, gr- when you're going uphill, the first hill, your adren- adrenaline's pumping, right, it's pumping, 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 because you know you're going to get up this hill, and then you're going to drop, and that adrenaline is building up, and building up, and building up, and then drop, and everything goes crazy within your body, okay, and that is what anxiety is, your adrenaline builds up, and then your body responds with a flight or fight. Um, it's it's normal reaction. And that's what speeds your heart up and everything. And so you have to learn that that's what's going on. And that's how you're going to calm yourself down. So you tell yourself, you know, especially if you've had tests run, like me, I would say, Heather, you've had every test known to man run. Um you know you're okay. If especially with time lapsing, pay attention to the time too. Nothing more severe has happened than what happened 10 minutes ago. So, if I'm not experiencing any new symptoms within 10 to 20 minutes, this is probably a panic attack. I'm going to breathe in my nose and breathe out my mouth. I'm going to put some cold water on my wrist. I'm going to get a cold wash rag and put it on my head. I am going to listen to music or call somebody and talk to them. And no, that was always my biggest problem too. Do not call somebody. You can tell them you're having a panic attack, but then drop it. Don't explain it. Nothing. Talk about something completely different. Um, or watch something funny on TV, anything to get your mind off of it. And yourself calm down and tell yourself over and over and over again, I am powerful. I am in control of this anxiety, you will not have a hold on me, you will not have a grip on me, I am going to be okay. And chill yourself out because you will be okay. I have had many EMS calls. I have made many runs to the hospital in my life. And I actually have had real health issues too. But that along with panic attacks has just, it, it's it's caused so many issues. And so now the reason that it's not so bad is because I can kind of pinpoint it now. And sometimes, like I said, I do have an issue with deciphering the two if my panic attacks are severe, but most of the time I can say, okay, Heather, you were okay two minutes ago. What is causing this? Did we have stress yesterday? Did we have stress last week? Is there something bothering you? Did you just watch something about a major health issue that's planted within your mind? Because like I said, I'm like a hypochondriac that's scaring you. Um, Calm down and really breathing and also like meditating. I know some people think that's weird, but it helps. I still don't take any type of medication for my anxiety and those type of things help. Now, the current type of anxiety that I'm trying to work through is social anxiety. And as I said, I started having this really, really bad after my dad died. And um, when I was growing up, I was really uh, like an extrovert, but um, I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm a introvert now, um, I'm like somewhere in the middle. I think they call it, a, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but I think they call it like a ambivert. And I, I think that's right. But they, they basically live in the middle of those two. And so they have characteristics of both the extrovert and introvert. And so they may still be shy, uh, but they also can't communicate with certain people. And my social anxiety has gotten a little better, but that is still so bad. Like, if I'm going into the grocery store alone, this little device we call our cell phones, our smartphones, is my lifesaver. And, you guys, I have really bad RBF. If you don't know what that is, it's resting bitch face. And then on top of that, my social anxiety And so many people before they talk to me, they think I'm really, really stuck up, which is funny to me because I have like the biggest heart and I would do anything for anybody. I would help out any, anyone I possibly could but people, when they first meet me, they think that I am completely stuck up and I am not. It's just because I am just not blessed enough to be one of those people that walks up to a random person's like, Hey, how are you today? Oh, the weather outside is yada, yada, yada. I love it. Or I hate it. You know, what do you think about the weather? Or, I envy those people so bad. And then also, you know, when I'm going into a new job, like that, that holds me back so much because in my head, I'm sitting here evaluating people like, okay, she's going to be really easy to talk to. She's not going to be easy to talk to. And I don't like judging people, but for me, this is how I feel. Fill out who I'm going to be comfortable with and who I'm not going to be comfortable with, because I am terrified of rejection, and I am terrified of being judged, and everything I say, I second guess it, like probably I a millionth guess it i'll I'll think about it all day like if I said something that I thought was really corny for at least one to two days, it will play back in my head over and over and over and over again, like Heather they probably think you're a weirdo. You shouldn't have said that. It wasn't funny. Why did you go there? Why did you say that? Normal people don't do this. Like people that don't suffer with this. Okay. It is very hard. Like, you know, it's, it's very, very hard. That's all I'm going to say, because in this world, you know, where we have so many people around us all the time having social anxiety is such a burden. And I know you're like, well, you have a, a podcast and you are making a YouTube channel. But here's the thing, you guys, with my podcast, if I want guests, I'm going to pick out the guest, And also most of my episodes and all of my episodes so far, I have did completely solo. So, you really, I'm sitting in a space all alone. And until you all hear it, actually, for me right now, I am talking to myself. <laughs> okay. I am talking into a microphone to myself. And whatever you all think when you hear these episodes, I don't have to hear. And if someone writes a negative review, it still doesn't really affect me because in that sense, I'm like, well, they don't, they don't know me. But if it was like somebody coming up to me and saying something negative to me in real life, my whole face would turn red, my chest would break out into hives, and I would probably cry. Um, But yeah, then with YouTube, you're in front of a camera. Again, it's not real People, I have a problem talking in front of a group of people. I have a problem talking to even one person I don't know, and I am actively trying to work through that. But it is no joke, and panic attacks aren't a joke, and anxiety is not a joke. And like I said in the beginning of the episode, I don't think people bring enough awareness to these situations. And so I really wanted to talk about it because I know there are other people out there suffering. And I know at least one or two people will listen in on this podcast that also suffer. You are not less worthy because you suffer with these things. You just have to learn to work through them. And whether that's natural ways like your essential oils or meditation or breathing practices or which is like meditation um, or talking to somebody you know, or talking to someone professional and I'm not anti-medication. I just don't do it for, you know, reasons. Like before I didn't do it because I didn't like feeling out of my element and now I don't do it because I'm an addict. So I would I would never put myself in that type of situation. Um, but please, if there's nothing to be ashamed about, go get yourself some help. People are under more understanding than you think, and they will welcome you with open arms. And if they don't screw them, you don't need them anyways. It is fine. Find somebody that will help you and will listen to you. And that's like the biggest thing of getting through these things is, and also learn yourself, learn what triggers you, um, you know, try to keep your stress down by talking. I am in therapy. And I find that to be extremely helpful. Anything that I'm going through, I can let it out when I'm at therapy. And then I don't have to think about it ever again. Well, knowing me, I probably will think about it again. But I don't have to it's not as big of a weight on me. So definitely talking to somebody if you're not going to use medication, um, therapy is very, very beneficial. And if you are suffering, just know that I love you and I'm praying for you. And if you need somebody, please utilize my email in the show notes. It is the uncensored woman at com. I would love to help anyone and just know that a lot more people than you think suffer with all of these things or one of these things, it happens. And it like I said, it doesn't make you less of a person. But you guys, that is going to wrap up today's episode. I hope you all got something from it and enjoy learning a little bit more about me and some of my coping mechanisms for anxiety. And yeah, um, I Do release an episode every Wednesday, so look out next Wednesday for a new episode. But until then, I am your host, Heather Christine, and you have just listened to The Uncensored Woman. I will talk to you all later.